0: It's Monday, March 7th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. For months, many parents have been waiting for COVID vaccines for their children under five. Instead, there has been growing confusion and frustration with shifting timelines, delays, and poor communication from the FDA. Also in question is whether the vaccine for very young children will be a two- or three-dose protocol. Pfizer and Moderna say that more data for this age group will be coming very soon, and hope that authorization could come by April or May. Caroline Chen, healthcare reporter at ProPublica, joins us for what's holding up the vaccine for kids under five. Thanks for joining us, Caroline. Thanks for having me. Well, wanted to check in on what's going on with vaccines for children under five. There are a lot of parents out there that are still waiting their kids to get vaccinated. We're seeing. All sorts of mask mandates and uh, other COVID restrictions being relaxed all over the country. It really seems like we're beginning to get into this next phase of the pandemic. But there's a lot of frustration and confusion among parents who are still waiting for this piece of the puzzle for their families, for their decisions. And we're, you know, like I said, it's just a lot of confusing stuff coming out of the FDA, coming out from Pfizer and Moderna, waiting for more data. So, Caroline, you kind of dug into what the latest is that we know about all this. Tell us more about it, please.
1: So maybe I would start with talking a little bit about what I've been hearing from parents, if, if that makes sense to sure. you, yeah, definitely. Um, just about what their concerns are. So I think there are different parents who have different opinions on, on vaccines. I know everybody wants to do the best for their kids. There was a recent poll from the Kaiser Family Foundation that found that about a third of parents don't plan to give their kids vaccines, about a third are in the wait and see, and then about a third that are really anxious to have a vaccine for their under five-year-old. And when I talked to some of those parents, their main concern was not actually preventing infection because they know that generally for kids, COVID is very mild, but they were worried about having a severe outcome, just wanting their kid to have some protection because we know that the vaccine's have done very well at lowering the chances of hospitalization or other sort of serious outcomes. So I think there are a lot of parents who have the mindset that like that is what they want to prevent for their kid, even if it's rare. And unfortunately, what we found in kids so far is that for certain outcomes, like what's called MISC, which is this like multi-organ inflammation response, it's actually very hard to predict which kids might be unfortunate enough to experience that syndrome. Uh, it's not like there are some very clear risk factors for that. So I think a lot of parents who really want a vaccine are trying to prevent that kind of
0: outcome. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, that's been the anxiety with a lot of people, even adults, right? You don't really know how COVID's going to hit you. Obviously, we know people with comorbidities and all that are more susceptible mm-hmm. to severe infection. But even healthy people get affected pretty badly or develop long covid and even some kids mm-hmm. have developed that, too. So, I mean, that's an anxiety for a lot of people. You just don't know how it's going to hit you.
1: Yeah, exactly. And because particularly, as you mentioned, a lot of mass mandates are dropping, sort of a common refrain I've heard from a lot of parents is that they feel like they're being left behind, that the rest of the world now has this tool like the vaccine that can help keep them safer. But they're still having to behave like it was last year right. uh, or early 2020 with their kids, because their kids don't have the option to be vaccinated yet.
0: And you mentioned in the article, you know, a lot of parents are turning to Facebook groups to share information, get some of the answers, uh, get some clarity, which is great. You know, a lot of people kind of coming together, but there's also that worry that misinformation gets spread around on these groups and, and whatnot. So we know that's happening. So where are we with the FDA? What is the big holdup? What's the holdup with Pfizer and Moderna? They keep saying they're waiting for more data right now. And, It also seems very unclear as if we're going with a uh, two-dose protocol, three doses, there are a lot of questions swirling around.
1: There's a lot to unpack here, so I'm going (laughs) to try to make this as clear as possible in a short amount of time. So we have to take these two companies separately, Pfizer and Moderna, because they're kind of going on different tracks. Pfizer was moving faster than Moderna and had started trials in kids under five in sort of two cohorts. One was age two through four, and then the other was six months through just under two. So... In December, Pfizer on schedule said they had data from the trial. But what they found is even though the shots were safe for kids and they were trying two doses at that time, they said that the two to five year old cohort didn't hit the bar of protection that they were looking for, though the younger kids did. And so they said, we're going to now try three shots to see if that brings them up to the right level of protection. So then this is where it gets a little confusing, you know, Delta and Omicron hit Uh, more and more kids were hospitalized and the FDA took what was really an unprecedented move to say, hey, we're going to schedule a meeting so that outside experts can review the data and see if we want to authorize two shots first with the presumption that, you know, we're going to get third shot data there. And the idea was the risk to kids is higher than it's ever been in the pandemic right now. And they can get started on a three shot series. And by the time they get to the the moment that they're ready for the third shot, that should be authorized. So this was controversial because there were a lot of experts who pushed back and said, well, what if three shots isn't enough? You're presuming efficacy that we don't know yet. And so what ended up happening was Pfizer did get more data, real world data as this trial is ongoing and sort of timing of two things coincided. So they got more data that showed that Like in adults, it's been reported um, by, this doesn't come directly from the companies, but it's been reported by a number of outlets that uh, the three shots still also didn't work as well against Omicron. And then the Omicron wave sort of died down. And so the FDA decided that sort of the risk benefit profile for kids nationally has changed. There's less risk now because there's less Omicron. And so they delayed that meeting to say, we're going to wait until we have data from all three shots.
0: So
1: depending on who you are, that could be really frustrating because you were just told like your kids can start maybe soon start getting shots. And then other people who are like, no, I like really want to wait for all the data to come in, might be more reassured to know that the FDA is taking a bit more time here. So but all of this sort of came out without a ton of explanation and so I think for parents, it felt like whiplash. You're like, you scheduled this meeting and then you delayed this meeting. Like, What's going on? How long is this going to take?
0: That, I mean, that's been one of the biggest problems for both administrations now handling the pandemic, communication coming out of things. Yeah. There is, I guess, some good news, right? That Both companies, uh, Pfizer and Moderna, say they're going to have data pretty soon. This spring, yeah. March, <laughs> you know, that timeline could change as well. The big thing is it, it does seem that The vaccines are safe. We're just trying to get ready, uh, trying to see if the antibody levels get to there. Right. Or or are we hearing anything else?
1: So I think that is the case for Pfizer. I think, again, as I mentioned earlier on, there are different stories for different companies here. Moderna actually has not yet had their vaccine authorized for teens, the 12 to 17s, because of concerns about rare instances of myocarditis, which is where you have inflammation of the heart muscle. And so they've been they're now testing a lower dose but they have said and they're trying a much smaller dose in the under fives and that data is going to come out they said for at least the two to fives by the end of march um, i'm not a hundred percent clear if there might also be some data on the under twos but what's an important thing that i realized was a piece of misinformation going around in a lot of parent groups was that there's this mythical fda policy that says that the fda cannot authorized for a younger age group before an older age group has been authorized. And that's like been called the age de-escalation policy. So that is a myth that does not exist. (laughs) And that's important for parents because, for example, if Moderna's data for under fives looks really good and it's safe and it's effective, the FDA would be happy to consider authorizing for that age group even before the 12 to 17s or the Potentially the 5 to 11s have their vaccine authorized. And so there's not going to be some sort of like holdup that's just logistical. And I think a lot of parents have been concerned about that because of misinformation going around.
0: Caroline Chen, healthcare reporter at ProPublica, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday so follow us on iheart radio or wherever you get your podcast
2: disease.